To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. Because history has shown us that courage can be contagious, and hope can take on a life of its own. I will bring you hope. And I ask only one thing in return. We move now, together. Not at all. Hope is not lost today. It is found. Hope is what keeps you going. Even if the whole world is telling you to move, it's your duty to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye and say no. You move. Konnichiwa. And welcome to episode 6 of the SF in Translation podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cordasco. This episode will include news and updates from June 1st through June 29th. Excellent SFT to read and talk about. The latest issue of Samovar magazine is out, and I hope you've been following them because they not only feature great stories, both originals and reprints, and poetry as well as interviews, but they also bring us SFT from underrepresented languages like Pashto and Bengali. I'll talk in more detail about the stories in this issue in a minute. But first, the books. It's all Japanese SFT all the time in June, with Hybrid Child from the University of Minnesota Press, part of their Parallel Futures series, and The Thousand Year Beach from Haikasoro. As I've said here and elsewhere before, the Japanese SF that we get in English, and there is a lot of it, is with very few exceptions, superb. So I'm really looking forward to reading these two. Hybrid Child by Mariko O'Hara and translated by Jody Beck is considered a rare feminist work of speculative fiction and won the Seiyun Award in 1991. That award is for the best Japanese SF from the previous year. We don't often get the chance to read Japanese speculative fiction by women, so this is especially interesting. In terms of the plot, Hybrid Child is itself a hybrid of science fiction, fantasy, and fairy tale. Jonah is a child murdered by her mother and buried under their AI-controlled house. A rogue cyborg takes refuge there after escaping from its creators, eats the dead child, and then assumes Jonah's form and personality. Meanwhile, a female AI system governing a human outpost on a distant planet has gone insane. And on top of that, the machine race that Cyborg was built to fight remains undefeated. This novel is a web of philosophical speculations about the connection between mind and body, machine and human, and Earth and other worlds. It came out on June 15th. The Thousand Year Beach by Toby Hirotaka translated by Matt Treveau, is also a complex story about advanced intelligent technology and a war between species. In the virtual resort known as Costa del Numero, the AIs of a harbor town known as the Realm of Summer are bored. Since human guests stop coming, about a thousand years spiders arrive, a mysterious army that starts destroying the realm piece by piece. The AIs must fight the spiders in a battle between the virtual and the real. This is book one of the Angel of the Ruins series, and you can read an interview with Toby Hirotaka on Paul Semmel's site. A link is in the show notes. My question basically comes down to this. 
Why did it have to be spiders? How about angry Venus flytraps? Or terrifyingly huge ants? Seriously, anything but spiders. Onward to short fiction. The June issue of Clark's World includes a novelette called Your Multicolored Life by Hing He, translated from the Chinese by Andy Dudak. This story asks us to compare and contrast brutal and benevolent enslavement at the hands of robots through the stories of two humans, one from each world. The twist near the end of the story asks us to think more deeply about what it means to be master or slave. Another work of Chinese SFT appears in The New Yorker this month, called Silver Tiger by Liu Yang, translated by Eric Abrahamson. More psychological fantasy, this story is told from the point of view of a boy who at various points of his life, in which he's been in pain or near death, has been visited by what he describes as a silver tiger, a kind of harbinger. This issue of Samovar features two works of fiction. Woodcutter and Crows by Shahidul Zahir, translated from the Bengali by Leili Udin and Mir Rifat Us-Salahin, a fable about seeming good luck quickly turning into tragedy, presided over by a couple of suspicious crows, and Beyond the Western Pass by Di An, translated from the Chinese by Kanan Morse. You can find a bunch of reviews out this month, including one of Sisyphean in Interzone, The Wandering Earth on Strange Horizons, the Future Fiction Anthology on Intergalactic Medicine Show, and Frankenstein in Baghdad on Locusts. I have three forthcoming reviews lined up. First is of Speculative Japan 4 from Kurodahan Press, then Science Fiction, a treasury of Israeli speculative literature from Mandel Villar Press, and Vestiges, a work of Swiss SF that is not yet published in English. And you can look at my site to see when these reviews come out. I'll post links to them there. And along with the Hirotaka interview I mentioned before, we have one with Dale Knickerbocker on Unbound Worlds, in which he talks about SFT and the new anthology of essays on the topic that he edited out from the University of Illinois Press. Looking ahead to books coming out in July and August, I can say with conviction that we have an exciting rest of the summer. July is bringing us Songs for the Cold of Heart from Quebec, Alpha Land from Spanish author and editor Christina Gerardo, Condom Knots by Yos, and a collection of steampunk stories from around the world. In August, we're getting Lucy Sheen's Ball Lightning, a new translation of the Strugatsky's very strange novel, The Snail on the Slope, Francesco Verso's Next Human, a solar punk anthology from Brazil and Portugal, and the seventh volume in the Japanese Legend of the Galactic Heroes series. Like I said, good times. And in case you haven't glanced at the SFT site in a while, I've added a few posts about the current discussion regarding the addition of an SFT category to the Hugos. Apparently this issue provokes all the feels. A link to a Czech SF Indiegogo campaign. And especially exciting, a new flash fiction around the world post, featuring Italian speculative microfiction by over a dozen authors, translated by Sarah Jane Webb. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Rachel's Corner 
So, I'm halfway through science fiction, that collection of SFT from Israel that I mentioned earlier, and it's superb. With authors like Levi Tidhar, Nava Semel, Nir Yaniv, Karen Landsman, Shimon Adaf, and many others, how could it ever be otherwise? Telepathy and time travel, space-time bubbles, and alien invasions. It's a wonderful collection, and the first of its kind. Some stories were originally written in English, the majority translated from Hebrew, and one from Russian. I urge you to get your paws on it. It's officially out this September. In terms of translating, I'm now about a third of the way through the Italian Surrealist Noir. It's dark. It's bleak. It's gritty. It's filled with strange emotion drinks. And that is all I'm going to say for now. Okay, that's all for this month. Remember to send me any and all SFT-related news and links via Facebook, Twitter, or email, which is rachel at sfintranslation.com. Happy reading! Thank you for listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash skiffyandfanty. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so at our email at skiffyandfanty at gmail.com, on Twitter at skiffyandfanty, and on Facebook at the Skiffy and Fanty Show. Our intro and outro music comes from Dimension by Creo. You can find out more about them at freemusicarchive.org. Yeah.